This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. It's an instinct. Feeling. Together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. For the first time, I'm Nicole Byer. And I'm Lauren Lapkus. And wow, we watched another Star Wars. <sighs> My God, they're so long. The movies are so long. And I think my biggest takeaway is how long they are. Um, I'm so <laughs> shocked because I, I have a lot to say about this movie, actually. But um, I just was like, oh, my God, if, if this movie was 90 minutes, I would love this Same. movie. I, mean, I actually really liked it. 
Um, what did you think just off the bat before we even... Well, should we just bring our guests in? Yes. I shouldn't even... Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. So today we're talking about Star Wars Episode Nine. Is that what that stands for? The Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) We're joined by actor, comedian, and podcaster known for his work on the Super Ego and Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast. And he also has a new podcast out today with Andy Daly and Maria Bamford called Bonanas for Bonanza. Welcome to the show, Matt Gorley. Oh, you don't know how excited I am to be here. I love these movies. (laughs) I fucking love this podcast. How are you guys doing? And I don't mean how are you holding up with quarantine, but with watching all these movies. Are you you're almost there. We oh are. My God. It's a lot of information. <laughs> I truly paused it several times to be like, wait, <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, it's just a lot. It's a lot. And it, I mean, they're they're so long, but I find <laughs> things to like. And like there are parts that I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. Like, you know, I find a lot to enjoy about it, but I um I do get so confused and I had to Google stuff during this. I was like trying to figure out stuff about Ray's parents. I got really lost about yes. that. So they managed to confuse me every time, even when I'm trying to be engaged. And I'm like, I, I want to like this. I just got lost. I know this one especially because I think, uh, I'm sure you guys have probably heard about the divisiveness of the movie before this, The Last Jedi. And so this one I think is trying to self-correct where J.J. Abrams intended it to go. And so the first like 40 minutes of this are just catching back up to his track. Yes. Oh, I yeah. say Well, cut, yeah, because it gets so good. It does get good later. I say cut the first 40 minutes of every Star Wars movie. Because <laughs> it it's not like they're clearing anything up with that time. I'm never no. like, oh. Like, I feel like, <laughs> get to the part where it gets really exciting right away. Yes. Especially because they do that exposition, like, title crawl at the beginning. And you could cram a lot of that in there. Yes. We I already can't believe don't I'm criticizing these says. movies. Yes. <laughs> the crawl truly never seems to coincide with the movie. It's just like Imperial something happened, but like don't worry about it. The movie's not about it. It's it's a lot. Matt, how did you first get into introduced to the Star Wars franchise and like what is your involvement with it at this point? I am literally just barely old enough to have seen the first one in the theater. In fact, I don't even remember it. I'm just told that I saw it in the theater. I definitely remember seeing it in the theater, but it was re-released so many times. And then it took over my life. And it's the closest thing I've ever had to a religion. And I don't mean that I worship it, but that I just like love it. And it kind of gives me strange, I don't know, comfort or something. But it took over my childhood. I had everything. I made little Star Wars Super 8 movies. and <laughs> And then I just loved it. Oh, that's cute. Which movie is your favorite? God, it's definitely either Empire or controversially, I think Jedi. I love Return of the Jedi. I just think it's super fun. And I think I was 10 when that came out. So that was the first one that I could truly appreciate going and standing in line, waiting for it, anticipating it. I remember at like in elementary school with this girl, Carrie Gross, not Terry Gross. I'm just flashing back on her name. And she had the storybook and she was reading it aloud before the movie came out. And I was like the first time I was conscious of what a spoiler was. And I was like, shut up, but tell me more. Shut up, but tell me more. <laughs> wow. That's I'm cute. Find her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and tell us about the Star Wars Minute podcast and what your involvement was with that. We're not familiar with that. Oh, so that's this uh, wonderful podcast that these two guys, Pete and Alex, put on where they started with the first movie, A New Hope, and every episode they just cover a minute of the film. That's how in detail they get. And then I'm just a guest. I just show up on there. I know. Um, But they're great. And they managed to do it in a way that is really entertaining and not 
kind of, you know, there's that like added that nerdy attitude that a lot of people have of like, you got to know this detail and this detail. I don't think they're nothing like that. And people, they just appreciate it. Oh, I, so they spend like an hour on each minute? More like a half hour. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my God. I think they would say the same thing. Yeah. No, that's amazing. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, let's give a little backstory about this, uh, this uh, film. Okay. It was released December 20th, 2019. So that was only a few months ago Mm -hmm. when the whole world was different. Um, It was directed by JJ Abrams and written by Chris Terrio and JJ Abrams. I also saw that Colin Trevoe and someone else wrote this movie as well he did was a, that? he did a different version but they still give him story or script credit on it but it was a completely oh, different okay. version and that has since leaked it's now on the internet and you can kind of read about it yeah because i kind of remember there being a, a like news stories about him being like like them hiring someone else midway through him writing it or something he was gonna was write that? and direct it he did write it but he didn't end up directing oh, it oh wow yeah. there's so much back and forth with who directs it and who writes it it's so it's interesting. Yeah, it does feel like they change their minds a lot about things. And then they get like certain people seem to get praise and then they mm-hmm. don't or they don't like somebody and they bring someone else in. What do you feel like they should have more consistency with it? Like, would you prefer it if there were like a consistent uh, yeah, director? I would, especially in these last three, because I really liked a lot of what these did. But it does suffer from too many cooks in the kitchen and not a clear vision like, you know, those Marvel movies. I'm not a huge fan of those, but they definitely have a singular vision that everybody follows. Mm-hmm. I think this one just too, took too many turns and tried to self-correct. There's a lot of people that like Last Jedi and don't like Rise of Skywalker and vice versa. But I think it's because they're both trying to do two separate things. And you, But the, the good news is there's something for everyone to like and something for no one to like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I liked a lot of it. Should we get into the plot of this? Yeah, yeah let's let's get into this uh, plot. So following the death of Revenge and the revived... Oh, wait, you hold on. You have a threat of revenge. <laughs> I'm only correcting you because I, I think it wouldn't make sense. Wait, what did I say? You said death. Mm, <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> following the threat of revenge by the revived, I truly was reading. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. By the revenge, <laughs> the, re- <laughs> the revived Emperor Palpatine, Kylo Ren obtains a Sith Wayfinder, leading him to the uncharted planet X uh, X Goal. There, he finds Palpatine, who reveals that he created Snooky as a puppet to control the First Order and lure <laughs> Kylo into the dark side. Palpatine unveils the final order, a secret armada. Is that a word I should know? Armada, yeah, like a oh. fleet of ships. Ah, I don't know that. Okay, thank you, Lord, of Star Destroyers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and tells Kylo to find and kill Rey, who is continuing her Jedi training under the Resistance leader, Leia Organa. I never learned how to say her last name either. Finn and Poe uh, Dameron deliver intel from a spy that Palpatine is on uh, X goal. Ray has learned from Luke Skywalker's notes that a Sith Wayfinder can lead them there. Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewbacca, BB 8 Ball, and C3PO depart on the Millennium Falcon to Pasadena, where. Okay, see, I feel like I in watching this movie did not understand at all what was happening here. No. And I I was I felt like 
I understand the scenes. Like I understand little moments and what's happening. Like, oh, that guy's bad and they want to stop him. Mm -hmm. But then I never really, I feel like with all these movies, I never understand the overarching like point. Like I feel like I don't get why the war is happening or what, why they're mad. Like I never get that. What do you want to know? I'm here to help. I'm, I've got How, How is Palpatine back from the dead? Okay, so this is not entirely clear in the movie, so you sh- you can be understood for not grabbing this. But one okay. of the rebel soldiers, the guy who is in Lost and Lord of the Rings, says yes. the Sith have been using dark magic to clone Palpatine. Because we know that the technology of cloning exists. Mm-hmm. That's all they give you. And you kind of like at the end, you see that stadium full of robed figures where the emperor's hanging out. Uh-huh. Those are like the Sith followers. And they're kind of like his um, his aides in Return of the Jedi that are just those ugly looking old men. And they just cloned him mm. somehow. They oh. cloned him. And then Palpatine made a, a Snoke, or Snooky, who was in the last <laughs> two movies as kind of his puppet to control Kylo Ren. Oh. Yes. Wait, I have like another question. Okay, so... <laughs> Snooki is a puppet of Palpatine, but then Palpatine still trusts Kylo to do his bidding, even though Kylo helped kill Snooki. Yes. He's saying um, if if he's basically kind of extorting Kylo Ren to say, do what I want, and then you can rule the galaxy or you can take over for me. He just wants him to turn dark. That's his main interest, I guess. I guess I'm just like, why would you trust him again if he did bad the first time? Yeah, but he never really does. He's always using Palpatine to get what he wants. He never fully mm. goes to his side. Mm. I'm not saying it makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read a little more here. Okay. okay. Kylo initiates a force bond with Ray to discover her location. He travels to Pasadena with his warrior <laughs> subordinates, the Knights of Ren. With the help of Lando Calrissian, Ray and her friends find the clue, a dagger inscribed with Sith text. By the way, that was like two hours in. Yes. It's like they have this in the yeah. second paragraph. Yeah. Which C-3PO's programming forbids him from interpreting and the remains of a Jedi hunter named Ochi and his ship. Sensing that Kylo is nearby, Ray goes to confront him. The First Order captures the Falcon, Chewbacca, and the dagger, attempting to save Chewbacca. Ray accidentally destroys a first order transport with force lightning. Believing that Chewbacca was killed, the group escapes on Ochi's ship. Now, I felt like this is, I, I guess I like that the summary goes there next because I feel like that's when stuff started to get a little more like mm-hmm. I could follow it. Like she like, found the sword and she was like, I, I understood that it had some meaning. I didn't really understand what it was. Um, I really like this was right before my favorite part, which is where she like does that kick flip and like slices off yeah. the side of the yeah. like she's the coolest character. Yes, I feel like definitely. Uh, did people like her? Yeah. Uh huh. I think there was, okay, you know, good. some backlash from the, you know, normal idiots online that were they <laughs> called her a Mary Sue. Do you guys know that term? In, no, it's like a sort of screenwriting and narrative term for oh, uh, like a female character who's empowered, but there's no real explanation for it. So they say that it's like a token empowerment for females. It's total bullshit. But that was the one complaint some people had. But I think you see oh. through these three films that she's got it where it counts. I think she's one but of the like best so characters. So many male characters have power. Yes. You don't understand why? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, almost all of them. I liked her a lot. Me too. She was my favorite. Yeah, I same. didn't like her in. I don't. I don't think I liked her in Force Awakens. But she's very much grown on me. Yeah. I. She did a lot of cool shit. She like. 
Yeah, when she like well, she becomes so cool once she becomes she knows she's a Jedi, mm-hmm. right? Okay, I feel like I I feel like I know what I'm talking about, but I might <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. Okay. Also, Lauren, God. your eyes lit up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> lit. I thought you had like a Snapchat up. filter on. <laughs> once she becomes a Jedi, and okay, she that's when like her personality really comes mm-hmm. in. You know, I feel like she like she was kind of not as interesting as a character until you realize that she has these powers. And in this movie, we get to see so much more of them. And so it was much more exciting to watch her. Like it felt like, cause it, she still doesn't really have a personality. I would no. say that's like something that's missing. Yeah. But she's kind of like she, Luke in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like a blank slate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I also just felt like she got to do so much cool stuff in this one. Like so many stunts. When she killed yeah. Chewbacca, I was so startled. I was like, Truly, this franchise just kills everybody. I was really upset about Wait, it. Wait, she killed Chewbacca? Did well, I look away? Maybe. No, she, she didn't. So she technically didn't. She thinks she killed Chewbacca because she had uh, oh, okay, Palpatine right, right. lightning bolts shoot out of her hand. And then Kylo was like, the fuck? And then she was like, Chewie. And then uh, then Finn was like, come on, we gotta go. P.S. Finn, all he does this movie is scream alone outside. Yeah. Uh, that's it. The, he doesn't move the story along. He's just like, no, what? Okay. No, uh, <laughs> he runs to a mark, stops, yes. screams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, even Poe at the end, I felt like didn't really, he was like, we did it. And I was like, no, you didn't. She did it. You didn't do any, you just were commanding everyone where to go. Yeah. You and second place Lando for bringing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Also Lando, I got to say, Billy D. Williams, truly, I don't know if he knew which set he was on. He seemed a little confused about yeah. everything that was happening. <laughs> yeah, I saw I some I always press- thought he was going to break in a song. <laughs> Wait, what was I saw some press interviews with him, and he didn't seem like he quite knew where he was <laughs> even during those. He's just nipping on the Colt 45 that he I used love to it. do ads for. I yeah. love it. <laughs> That's great. Let's see a little bit more. Uh oh, the group travels to Kajimi, where a slicer extracts the Sith text revealing coordinates to find the Wayfinder. Ray senses Chewbacca's alive, and the group mounts a rescue mission to Kylo's Star Destroyer. Ray discovers the dagger and her visions of Uchi killing her parents with it. Kylo informs her that she is Palpatine's granddaughter. The Sith Lord had ordered Ochi to recover Rey as a child, but her parents hit her on Jabuk to protect her. General Hux saves Poe, Finn, and Chewbacca from execution, revealing himself as the spy. He permits the group to escape the Falcon, but is discovered and executed. Okay, well, that's our favorite guy, Donal. Yes. Didn't he look better in this one? He looks so much better, but I think it's because he's like not as evil. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like on their side a little yeah. bit. So he's doesn't look so purpley and weird. Yeah, he's not tensing his face as much. No, he's like yeah. a little bit more relaxed. Also, when it was revealed that Ray was Palpatine's granddaughter, I truly screamed the loudest I've ever screamed. <laughs> I was so shocked. I was like, what? Wow. Thank God I didn't see this in theaters. People would be so angry with me. <laughs> Maybe a lot of people were screaming. Oh, maybe. It's a pretty good reveal. Did you scream in in like, uh, oh, good, like a good thing, not like that's the stupidest thing. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, I did too. 
Um, have we at this point seen that little guy that I love so much whose name I forget right now? Babu Freak? Yeah. No, he's new. <laughs> he's great, isn't he? He's, but he, has he come into the plot at this point? Because I feel like they didn't mention him, but I wanted to mention him. Yeah. He's so cute. He's the slicer. He was amazing. Wait, which yeah. one's Babu yeah. Freak? That's the one who's like diddling. The little guy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, C-3PO's brain. He's uh-huh. like, I love that guy. He was the best. I, well, this is one of my favorite things about this movie is I felt like they really combined the like realistic puppetry of the mm-hmm. older films with the new technology. Like it looked the most seamless. I yes. feel like we hated Phantom Menace's um, uh, CGI oh, yeah. and stuff. And like it was just so weird looking. This looked more natural and it made me feel like I could watch it for long. Like it wasn't so annoying to watch mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And sh- that Babu freak was a little puppet that was controlled by these guys with wires and they had full green screen suits on. And then the woman that oh. does his voice is moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. If you've ever seen that. And she oh, actually, yeah. she learned to be the puppeteer so that they could have more of a kind of like authentic reaction as she'd speak, she'd operate its mouth and stuff like that. I oh. love that. It was a real puppet. That's so cool. Yeah, and I love that she I learned him. puppeteering. That's fun. I know. Yeah. That's really cool. What happened with C-3PO where I felt confused about the part where he had to get his like brain taken out and stuff. Like what was happening there? I guess he has like a programming block where he's not allowed to speak Sith because it's dangerous. So he can understand it, but he can't speak it. So they have to wipe his system mm. to get rid of that so they can find out that info. Oh, okay. Why would it be dangerous for a droid to speak Sith? Is that a dumb question? No, I'm not sure. I guess other than he could technically like communicate a Sith message, which could be dangerous of some kind. Oh. Like he could be like, it's like saying Voldemort or something. Yeah, yeah. Like you're just like, okay. let's not let him have the ability. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was like banned by the Republic or something. I have no idea. It's like a banned book. Yeah. I have another question. Yeah. yeah. So Palpatine is Ray's grandpa. Who who fucked Palpatine? Yeah, good question. And what what were they into? What kind of yes. shit did they like? Yeah. And was it after he turned into that purple goopy mess after he killed Samuel L. Jackson? Like, who was fucking Palpatine? Well, I would love to know that. I really want to know what kind of woman's... <laughs> and is that woman into the Senator Palpatine or Emperor Palpatine or both, like, you know, by day and by night in the street in the sheets? <laughs> I kept mixing up like the, I kept mixing up Ray with Felicity Jones character. And I was like, oh, her parents were those people that she like saw them be oh, killed yeah. and she was hiding in the cave. And then Mike Mike was like, no, that's not what's happening. That's a different movie. And I argued with him <laughs> back and forth for a while. And then I looked it up and I was like, OK, wait. So her mom, Ray's mom, is the woman from Killing Eve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jody, Judy Comer, Jody Comer, whatever. Yeah. And so are her parents they were they against being evil? Yeah, I think they say that I can't remember if it was her dad or her mom who's the offspring of Palpatine, but that they were trying to hide Ray from him because they knew that he was evil. Okay, I think it's the dad because I think the, it's yeah. an unknown mother and like um, Palpatine father or something is what I right. when I googled it. Yeah, it's kind of like a mirror of when they hid Luke and Leia from Vader, knowing he was bad. Mm, yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm going to keep reading. The group finds the Wayfinder in the remains of the second Death Star. Rey retrieves it, but she is met by Kylo, who destroys the Wayfinder and duels her. 
In a dying act, Leia calls to Kylo through the Force, distracting him as Rey impales him. Sensing Leia's death, Rey heals Kylo and takes his ship to exile herself on Akchu. <laughs> there, Luke's Force spirit encourages Rey to face Palpatine and gives her Leia's lightsaber. Rey leaves for exit goal in Luke's X-Wing fighter using the Wayfinder from Kylo's ship. Meanwhile, Kylo converses with a memory of his father, Han Solo. He throws away his lightsaber and reclaims his identity as Ben Solo. Sensing Leia's passing and Ben's return, Palpatine sends one of the Final Order's super laser-equipped star destroyers to obliterate Kijimi. <laughs> okay. Um, I do find that reading the fake words make you, makes you not able to read normal words. Uh-huh. So I was like, wait, lightsaber. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I suddenly lose all ability to talk. And people on Twitter have been like, um, the bit where you mispronounce words isn't funny anymore. And I'm like, you don't get it. We're like legit struggling. Yeah, and those we people don't can fuck off to the high hills because this is, I like your pronunciations. And also Lucas, George Lucas used to mispronounce his own things. He used to call Hoth Hoth. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's great. That's very funny. Yeah. But this fight was super fun. I thought it was really well done. It was pretty impressive. Um, and then when when Kylo like senses Leia, I was like, ooh, this is fun too. And then she stabs him, but then she heals him. And I was like, but he could have been dead. Well, yeah, Why I really liked him? the part where she shows her skill with the big snake. Mm, yeah. Where she like heals him. I love that. I thought the snake was really cool. Um, and then, so I got kind of excited when she, when that was like used within this moment. Um, and I thought that was like, that played out really nicely story-wise. Uh, but I, yeah, it was kind of confusing, like why she would bring him back. I guess she just had, I thought she was just feeling guilty. Like her conscience was like, and plus I think she loves him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's all that. She did say, I would take your, I wouldn't take your hand. I would take Ben's hand. And I was like, I'm hot. Yeah, I'm truly. Me too. I'm feeling the vapors. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, I took a shower. <laughs> I wrote some more fan fiction. In my brain. <laughs> I think it's because she's just by nature good, and she's kind of like a doctor. Like you do no harm, and and I think probably was hoping for Ben to come out of that rather than Kylo Ren. I mean, that's yeah. that's how I see it in my fan fiction. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, okay. I, then I well I mean we, I, not to jump ahead but I did feel like sad when he gave it back to her later. I felt like yeah oh I wanted them to like be together or something or like work together. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean everybody comes. Palpatine came back. That's Kylo true. Ren could come back. Also at the end of this movie I was like huh so there isn't going to be another one. It feels like this is set up for another one. Yeah, there's no plans. They I think they've felt they were going to end this, but I think it's going to be like how there was never a plan to continue the original trilogy. And then there was, and then it was done at the prequels and then this. So in another generation, mm-hmm. we'll see, you know, 10, 11 and 12. I don't, yeah, I don't see any world where they don't do another one. No, especially if right? like Ray and Finn and Poe are older, kind of like the other ones are now. Right, That'd be it'd interesting. be cool. Yeah. And now that Disney has their mitts on it too, they're never going to let that sit on the shelf. They need new stuff. No, yeah. it makes way too much money. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Ray transmits her coordinates to R2-D2, allowing the Resistance to follow her to X-Goal, where she confronts Palpatine. He demands that she kill him in order to transfer his spirit into her. Lando brings reinforcements from across the galaxy to join the battle. Ben overpowers the Knights of Ren and joins Ray. 
but Palpatine drains their power to rejuvenate himself. He attacks the Resistance fleet with Force Lightning and incapacitates Ben. Weakening, uh, weakened, Rey hears the voices of past Jedi who lend her their strength. Palpatine attacks her with lightning, but Rey deflects it using the Skywalker lightsabers, killing him and herself. Ben uses the Force to revive her at, uh, at the cost of his own life. Ray kisses Ben before he dies. That got me so juiced that up. That was fucking was- <laughs> good, dude. I loved it. The and resistance he like laughed, def- and they were like having a moment, and he was like, "Bye." Yeah, yes, he's <laughs> gone. <laughs> a good goodbye. I was like, you were just having fun. <laughs> <sighs> The Resistance defeats uh, Palpatine's armada while people across the galaxy rise up against the First Order. The Resistance returns to their base to celebrate. I'll just wrap it up. After the celebration, Rey visits Luke's abandoned childhood home on Tatooine and buries the Skywalker lightsabers having built her own. A passerby asks her name. As the spirits of Luke and Leia watch, she replies, Rey Skywalker. I wish she had said Rey Solo because she's alone. That would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> or a hyphenate, Ray Solo or she's Skywalker. Like, she's like, yes. Ray Tatooine. <laughs> Ray, <laughs> lady with a camel. <laughs> well, if she had done Ray Solo, it would have been like a callback to Han Solo, but then also a nod to Titanic when Rose takes Jack's name because she loved Jack and would have married him had they both lived. Mm, yes. Yeah. I like that. But see, wait. Now I feel confused because... She's not. T- she just took the name Skywalker as like an homage. Yes. But yeah. If she w- if she actually was a Skywalker, she would be related to Ben. And like yes. they, this, they do like they do like a little bit of incest in these movies. Like they mm-hmm. like a, a, li- a fair just, amount. Yes. <laughs> just like a little confusing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they also this. Okay, so this summary was pretty in depth, but like. We didn't talk about that Carrie Russell was in this movie. Only for her as nose the Rocketeer. Up. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I was like, this is so, it, why Why did we waste Carrie Russell in, in uh, just a, a mask? You can't really see her act. I right. feel like it's getting to the point with these movies, though, where like every single person is famous. So like, mm-hmm. like the guy from Lost had such a small part, but he's really known. And then like, she was just her eyes and we're like, I think that's Carrie Russell, but I wasn't <laughs> yeah. sure. On that Carrie Russell, speaking of hot and having to take a shower, when Poe gets back from the end battle and gives her that little look and she goes, no, but he, but he kind of mm-hmm. just the He's amount. Like, we have a, can I kiss you or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yes. Yeah. He communicates like an entire like advance on her in two little looks of his eyes. It's incredible. <laughs> and she doesn't even have a mouth at that point. No. That we don't see. <laughs> nope. No mouth. <laughs> Like, it really was good. Yeah. That's the thing about these movies. Is like, you want the weirdest people to hook up. Like, I, I don't even know what she looks like. I'm like, just fuck. Like, yeah. do it. Yeah, keep the mask on and do it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> also, Finn found a nice lady friend. That nice black lady who... Okay, who was that? And where did she come... She just rode up on that horse, Rhino. Yes, there was weird horses. I was like, how do these horses get here? But uh, she was like a former... Stormtrooper. Apparently, there was like a a stormtrooper revolt that happened that she explained. Right? Yeah, she was like, a former stormtrooper like him and didn't quite have the stomach for it. I was listening to your episode with Paul F. Tompkins, and I there was like some confusion over how stormtroopers were people, then clones, and then these people again. And 
So they're not clones anymore. They say in The Force Awakens that they quit using clones because they weren't working well. So then they started stealing children and making them stormtroopers. Mm. So that's why oh. this class of stormtroopers doesn't quite have it in them. I that's see. interesting. Oh, and then so when Finn like decides not to be one, he, it's just because he's like, I don't want to do it. They made me this or whatever. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then what was Jana's whole deal? So she's like, gonna just hang out with us and maybe be in the next movie didn't she feel like she was like because like at the end lando's like where are you from and then she's like i don't know and he's like let's we're gonna find out let's find yeah out. i was like are they gonna do a spinoff with lando and Jana? Yeah. i want it yeah, yeah i think there's something a deleted scene i forget what it is or the director at some point said that he's insinuating that lando's his her father Oh, so there's some That's unanswered a really coy questions. Way to put that, yeah. Like th- throughout the, <laughs> the, not his daddy, not our daddy, his father. Uh, that, that did you notice that Finn was kind of going? I have something to tell you, Ray. I have something to tell you, and you never find out what it is. Yes, that was another thing that they didn't keep in. But he apparently has the force, or is at least force sensitive. But you kind of get that because at one point, Jana, the other stormtrooper, asks him, "How do you know this?" And he goes, "I felt it." Mm-hmm. So I think he was just oh. going to tell her that. Oh, see, I thought he was going to tell her that he would like loved her or something. Yeah, which also would be confusing because he was kind of in love with Rose in the last movie. And now he's in love with Jana or maybe Ray. So there's some weird threads left dangling. Okay, wait, at the end, um, I'm I'm looking at my character sheet here. Commander Larma Dacey, who is that like Mm -hmm. basically woman who looks like me. Um, (laughs) 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 At the end, she like kissed a woman but then i was like who was that and what just happened and what was that who was that yeah she it's just the first lesbian moment in all of star wars or any game okay and then was that a character we had i didn't remember i didn't catch who it was who ran up to her yeah she was in last jedi as well she's kind of a commander so we're just like Mm -hmm. they're a couple just side note yeah but you don't know who the other pilot is that she kisses i guess Oh, okay. It's kind of like that. Remember that famous scene in Times Square after World War II where there's just a sailor kissing a woman? Yeah. 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 So it's just like they're being reunited and we're like, yay, everyone's happy. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. I feel like they could have way more gay moments in these movies, but. (laughs) They could just have more romance. Well, I know if you're they, going all the way to incest, it's it's a smaller step for those who are troubled by it. Did they say um, that the one in the previous one we did, I think with Mono, that um, when the guy was dying and the other guy, like they were like lovers or something? When the guy like held him when he was dying? The um, like. The guy oh, who, in, in Rogue One, the, the yes. two. Yeah. Yeah. There is a strong homoerotic subtext under that. And I think even yeah. the actors have said that they were open to that i don't even remember rogue one i know I, they all blend together it's so yeah, weird yeah because truly ray and homegirl from rogue one to me are the same person so it's very confusing <laughs> didn't you love seeing the ewoks again i did when i saw the ewoks i was like "Ooh, lauren's gonna be happy uh, <laughs> I was and that's like, the same actor I, that played him oh good <laughs> I, I was like it looks like ewok town and then they zoomed out and i was like it is and that's that actor played the older Wicket, and then the little Ewok is his actual son playing that role. Oh, that's awesome! That's so cute. It's Warwick Davis. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. They always have all their kids in it. All these people have all their children mm-hmm. in the movies. I know. Wait, we didn't. They didn't mention DQ or DO. DO in the uh, summary. That little Pixar uh, yeah. droid. He looked like the Pixar lamp, just with a wheel. 
That's yeah. what I thought. And I was like, is that because of Disney? They were like, put the Pixar land on? <laughs> oh, maybe. He was cute, though. He was very cute. I love all the droids. The droids are adorable. Yeah. It says that Dio was played by J.J. Abrams. He did the voice, yeah. Well, you got to put yourself in your movies. <laughs> I just love how they keep saying those characters are voiced by people. Because it's like a, clearly a computer, right? Like, <laughs> Well, that one speaks English. Oh, okay, right. Okay, but then like BB-8's like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, and it's like it's you're not voiced funny. by anybody. Okay, <laughs> trivia. C-3PO's final line of dialogue, did you hear that, was also the first line he speaks in the entire series in episode four, A New Hope. Wow, I huh. didn't know that. That's, That's a cool book. I like a full circle moment. Yeah. Yeah. During the massive crowd celebration scene, C-3PO says that this event happens once every 42 years. This was the time between the first Star Wars movie to be released in 1977 and this film. However, the official timeline in the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary states that the events of this film take place 35 years after that of A New Hope. Oh, fuck. So we're, wow. we're figure that out. You guys yeah. got to start the podcast over. <laughs> this is the first thing that doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's so funny to fuck up your own timeline. Yeah. I know. It literally does not matter. It just doesn't matter. So the opening crawl makes reference to Palpatine announcing his return from the dead through a broadcast. The film itself doesn't reveal what he said in the broadcast, but it was revealed in a Star Wars Fortnite event. The exact broadcast is at is as follows. At last, the work of generations is complete. The great era is corrected. The day of victory is at hand. The day of revenge. The day of the Sith. What a cheerful. Wow. <laughs> it sounds just like a Trump tweet too with all those exclamation marks it really does oh my god um okay music composer john williams has a cameo as a bartender on the planet kajimi that's cool Mm, that is cool uh dominic monahan do i say that name right monet monahan i think that's the guy who that's the guy from lost and lord of the rings yes yeah he received his role in the film as a result of a bet with the director and friend J.J. Abrams. While Abrams was working on the script, he and Monaghan had made a friendly wager on the World Cup game, the prize being a part in the upcoming Star Wars film. Monaghan won the bet, and Abrams wrote the part of Beaumont Kin just for him. Wow. <laughs> Is that how I get into movies? Uh, I just have gambling. to make friends and gamble? <laughs> I'm already That's doing so that. That's so crazy. That is so crazy. But that also explains why it's like a random little part. Like it kind of. Yes. Yeah. I feel like he's too big for the role in some it's ways. It's weird. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Billy Lord, Lieutenant Connix, wears the same outfit that her mother, Carrie Fisher, wore in Star Wars Episode 4 or Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. And the hairstyle was done to match as well. To many fans, this costume is, is known as Endor Leia. That's cute. I Aww. like that she got to that do is that. Cute. Didn't she also play Leia in that flashback training sequence and they just put CGI over her face? Oh, I think? yeah. I think oh. we did see that somewhere. Or, or was that way in this one? That was what the yeah. thing was? Or she, the previous one? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, this one. This one, because so Carrie Fisher had died, mm-hmm. but yes. um, they, the, so I'm surprised this isn't on the trivia that I, because we Googled it while we were watching it, that she, they used the footage from a, previous film and it was the like just unused footage and they made the story make sense around it so that it is her acting it's not all cgi yeah like they replaced the background here and there but it's just her, mm-hmm. yeah it's all mostly from force awakens i think that's so cool i know and they did a pretty decent job 
Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I thought it was pretty creative as well. Although I was just like, I don't, she could have not been in the movie. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it feels weird to have, you know, dead people in movies because they don't have a say in it. Um, but I did like seeing everyone like you see the ghost of Han Solo who talks to Kylo and then uh, Luke comes back. It's all it's the gang's all here. It was Do a you nice feel treat. like because Leia disappears when she dies that it's like then they're like now she's really gone. Oh, yeah, maybe. that's the thing with Jedi. When they disappear, that means they've become one with the force. And it's why. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what was I thinking of? That's why like. Kylo Ren or because he's Ben he's redeemed himself can disappear oh okay also I loved Kylo Ren's like normal person clothes he like <laughs> hung up his cloak hung up his helmet and put on a crew neck like, and, and it was, tights <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes I was like this is a very stark contrast like he's just been waiting to wear those he's like I just don't feel like Ben today <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so the reviews of this... Oh, actually, I think we should probably go to break, right? We haven't done that yet. Oh, yes. So let's take a break. Remember in 2018 when border control separated thousands of refugee kids from their parents and deported the parents back to their home countries while keeping the kids in the United States? Well, believe it or not, six years later, there are hundreds of families who still have not been reunified. Although we as a community may feel hopeless at times, I recently learned about an organization called Al Otrolado, which works to reunify families. They provide holistic, legal, and humanitarian support to refugees, deportees, and other migrants in the U.S. and Tijuana through a multidisciplinary, client-centered, harm-reduction-based practice. Since 2018, they've reunified over 100 refugee families ripped apart by Trump's zero-tolerance policy. Once reunited, Al Otrolado helps each family to find legal representation, housing, and counseling that they need in order to heal and get on their feet. Imagine having your child ripped from your arms and never knowing when you'd see them again. We can't let family separations go on. If you're like me and believe that families belong together, join me in supporting Al Otrolado and donate today. You can find the link to donate to Al Otrolado in the description of this episode or or go to gum.fm slash charity to donate today. You can also consider volunteering with the organization, which offers opportunities that are both in-person and virtual. The best way to get involved is by filling out an application on their website at alotrolado.org slash volunteer. Altrolado.org slash volunteer. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers... 
Aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an aura frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And we're back. So this had mixed or average reviews with its lack of imagination as one of its biggest critiques and its extreme levels of fan service as a point of contention among critics. Overall, fans enjoyed this film far more than critics with Rotten Tomatoes scores of 86% and 52% respectively. So that's interesting. Let's read some of these. RogerEbert.com mm-hmm. said, For those who get a chill down their spine at a familiar John Williams composition in just the right place or even locations that this film returns to that you probably never thought you'd see again, the Rise of Skywalker offers just enough to make them happy. It's not unlike a roller coaster ride in that it has just enough thrills to satisfy fans, but you can also see exactly where the ride begins and ends before you strap in. Real movie magic comes with surprises and risk-taking, and those are undeniably absent here. I believe for the reason that people thought there was too much of both in the last film. Almost everything has been workshopped, focus-grouped, and even Twitter hive-minded to a fine paste. It's easy to digest, but that's not filling or but not that filling or memorable. 2.5 out of 4 stars. I, like, completely Damn. disagree, but am I a Twitter head, Same. and that's why I like it? <laughs> yeah, but you're not deep in Star Wars Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I had a great time. It just I just had fun with it that I maybe didn't have as much with the last one. I didn't mind any of the extreme choices the last one made, but I found the humor in the last one... That felt more geared toward Twitter and like memes and gifs and stuff like quick little Mm -hmm. humorous things. It just the tone felt off in the last one. But maybe the plot is full of holes in this one. But the tone feels more at home with the rest of Star Wars. I agree. Here's another one from The Guardian. They said, turning his back on the controversies of The Last Jedi, Abrams conjures a mix of crowds, pleasing spectacle and unadventurous storytelling. (laughs) steering a whiz-bang course between a series of oddly familiar set pieces as he ties up some long-running narrative threads while leaving others hanging. 
The result is a handsome, if creaky and oddly inconsequential final film that lurches around the galaxy at light speed without actually getting anywhere as it sears a course between uh, inventive and the inevitable. Uh, three, three out of five stars. It's, it's, I think bad reviews are so funny because they're so un, unforgiving and they're just like, this one's bad. And it's like yeah. the people work so hard on. <laughs> yeah. Not in my opinion, this one's bad, but this one's yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was okay. I truly was like the first 40 minutes I can do without, but the back end of the movie I thought was like watchable and fun and engaging. And I was shooketh at some reveals. <laughs> I had a kiss. I, I thought it was pretty good. And I was wondering how the hell were they going to tie up Kylo Ren's story? Cause he killed his dad. You can never like this guy mm-hmm. again, but then when you separate him from Ben Solo and that's what you end with, it did feel like a legitimate redeeming. I was pretty impressed by that. Well, yeah, by I actually God. thought the like interaction with him and Han was really sweet and made me feel emotional, even though I was like, what? Like I still was like, Oh <laughs> yeah. A lot it's of people like had sad. a problem with that too. Like is Han now a force ghost? But I think the implication there is that Leia's projecting that to him. And that's why she dies. Yes. She stays away alive long oh, enough to I use her that. last remaining strength to project her father, his father to him and it works. And then she, she can pass on, which I liked too. Oh, it's really mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> <laughs> It is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked that he got a moment. Like he kind of became so real feeling. Even just after they kissed and he kind of laughed, I felt like it was like, oh, he's like mm-hmm. a guy. And then he died. But <laughs> and then, yeah, he just passes right away. Let's see. How does it feel completing the Star Wars film series? Oh my God. Yeah. How what's it feel like, guys? We did it. We did it. I have retained such little information. It is as if I haven't watched a single film. Uh, <laughs> no matter how much I try, I feel like I'll get, I'll, I'll know certain things and I'll feel surprised that I know them. And then other things mm-hmm. I'm, I, that I should know, I, I just completely don't. So it's, it's all yeah. very. Confusing. I feel that way about the Harry Potter movies. I watched those once and couldn't tell you which one is which kind of to mm. that extent with the Marvel movies, but that just means they're not for you. You got it. You just find your own movie and stick with that. And that no is one true. can fault you. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I know everything that happened on 90 day fiance. There you go. That's, Same. that's your people. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I love 90 day fiance. Everyone is so wild on it. They're so this season. I, we, I mean, Lana, I mean, there's so many things happening. Uh. I mean, this is, it's so good, but, um, I feel like I, I'm very relieved that we've completed watching the main films. Yes. It felt like this very daunting task. And it was many, many hours of watching. I mean, we watched like over 18, probably 20 hours of. Yeah, we've watched over 20 hours because each movie yeah. is like two and a half yeah, hours. Probably closer and to 30. And there's 10 movies. Oh, my plus God. You watched right. Rogue One. Plus we watched the holiday um, special. The, the holiday oh, special yeah. solo. You're over 30 hours. Oh, we're not boy. even close to being done anyway. We're still going to no. watch other things. So, How many more episodes do you have left? Um, I can't keep track of that, but I do know that we have to watch <laughs> probably a handful more things. We're going to watch like some Mandalorian, I think. and uh. um, Uh-huh. Because we got to get into Baby Yoda. Oh, right. We have an yeah. Ewok film. Which oh, I oh my God. About. Oh, those are really something. I actually really want to watch <laughs> that. I'm like looking forward to that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we still, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot left. This world is, feels like it's never completed. Yeah. And they'll keep coming. It's so interesting. It's such a big universe. Like 
as a thing. And then like the unit, like there's so many planets, but then like parents find their kids real easy. Like people find each other I so know. easily. Yeah. Like when you were like Lando's homegirl's dad, I was like, how? They didn't see each other for a long time. She didn't know who her dad was. Then he's like, found you. Let's go for a ride. <laughs> and it's and, crazy. He, and he's like, where are you from? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, mm, we should find out. It's like, why don't you just say I'm your dad? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, just say it. <laughs> I would love it if that movie ended with like tons of crazy reveals like that. Like I'm your dad. I'm in love with you. Like just like all these different things. <laughs> and I'm your dad. <laughs> um, okay. Well, Matt, what would you like to plug? What do you, uh, what do you got going on right now? Oh God. Uh, well, I just did a, a guest uh, run of a couple episodes on the show time show kidding with Jim Carrey. Oh, awesome. Where Ooh, that's I, did you work with him? Yeah, he he beats me up. He pulls me out of a car. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, I got to watch that. I play a real creep. That's so cool. How yeah. was that? It was fun. It was very, very exciting. And um, I had a good time. Yeah. So that's wow. recently out. You can see that on Showtime. Nice. And and then just, you know, every goddamn podcast. I don't even want to bo- bother <laughs> you with it. Yeah, plug one. Plug one. Uh, yes, plug one. Um, or plug them all. I mean, you no. should plug them all. We do it at the end all the I time. Won't, so. Yeah, we do. I certainly <laughs> won't do it. Uh, well, check out, I guess, Super Ego is my first baby. So yeah. you can enjoy that one. Lauren, you've so been funny. on it too. So yeah. It's so wh- great. Whenever. That's it. I'm done. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shall we read some of these five Star Wars segments? Uh, yeah. You so, can read it. Okay. This is the segment where we read your five-star reviews so you guys can go online and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform uh, for a chance to have it read on air. And, you know, we love it if you want if you want to put any fan fiction elements, write a little story, mm-hmm. make it interesting for yourself. You know, that's always fun. <laughs> this one says, best Star Wars content other than the UA safety announcements. Uh, this is from Buzz25. I have not had this much fun with Star Wars content in a long time with the exception of the safety announcements currently on United Airlines. Nicole is a DDD Delta Diamond Diva, so she hasn't seen it yet. It's wild. All the flight attendants are delivering the safety announcements as usual, but there are X-Wings and droids and stuff zipping around the background. Truly a treat. Love the podcast. That's a great review because it's informative and fun. Yes. Maybe I'll fly United. I won't. I don't like United. (laughs) Or flying right now. I mean, yeah, can't go anywhere. Although tickets are $35 to wherever you want to (laughs) go. Are they really? Uh, like, I was looking up flights to Italy for uh, December because I was thinking, I went last December and I was like, ooh, what are the tickets like this December? And it was truly a $1,000 round trip economy. Oh, and my I was God. like, that's what? nothing. Then I went on Priceline and then I found one for $700. And I was like, I mean, Do I would you just be taking buy a chance. It and just see what and then just like, my friend is done. S- Strangely high for a airplane trip right now to one of the hotspots of the worst coronavirus <laughs> epicenters ever. Yeah, they, they should, should be paying, paying me you to, to fly. Yeah. <laughs> um, next week is May the fourth week, which yes. is a holiday I've actively ignored for years, but now <laughs> means something to me. Yeah. Yes. So it's Star Wars Day, and we want to celebrate everything about the series. So, what would you guys want to see us cover? Is there any wild Star Wars memorabilia we should explore? Let us know if there's something we should be talking mm-hmm. about on the May the fourth episode. Um, and Nicole, what do you want to plug? 
for us before we go? Um, I guess I would plug. I'm gonna, Matt. I'm different. I'm plugging every goddamn thing I've ever Do done it. in my life. God so damn there's it. nailed yes. it on Netflix. There's Why Won't You Date Me, my podcast about dating. There's Best Friends with Sashir Zameda, where we talk about our friendship. We're running out of things to talk about because we're in quarantine. Um, <laughs> my 90 Day Fiance podcast, 90 Day Bay with Marcy Giroux, Drag Her, where we talk about RuPaul's Drag Race with Mono Agapian, and. Uh, I have a special on Netflix. You can watch it. It's the third episode of Comedians of the World. Lauren. Um, okay. You can listen to my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Lauren Lapkus. That's where I'm doing improv and watch alongs for some of these Star Wars movies, as well as other movies like uh, Roger Rabbit and Hook. And I'm also doing a weekly watch along with the Listen to Your Heart series, the Bachelor spinoff. So I usually do like a million Instagram stories every time I watch The Bachelor and make fun of it. But now I just talk over the entire show and you can just watch it with me. <laughs> uh, it saves me time, sort of. If you listen to the recent episode, it really didn't save me time. And there's a fun little reveal at the end. And um, that's my fun thing I'm doing right now in quarantine. You can watch me on Good Girls on NBC. I've been I'm recurring on that for uh, the rest of the season. And then. I have a movie coming out May 13th, The Wrong Missy, coming to Netflix, and the trailer is out now. You should go watch, watch it. I saw the it. Trailer. You look it's so, so yes. funny. <laughs> Lauren. So good. There's, I said it on your Instagram, but truly, the part where you fall, I was... <laughs> I laughed so hard, I like started crying and my stomach hurt. Oh my hurt. God. That makes me so happy. I yeah, love I was when worried. people fall. It's so crazy. And somebody wrote to on Twitter, like, this looks like it gives away all the good, like the crazy parts of the film. And I was like, it actually doesn't. There's so many insane <laughs> things that this character does that like I, ha- I after I saw that comment, I tried to think of other scenes and I was like, oh, no, you're going to go crazy when you see that one. Like th- the character is so ridiculous. So it's very, very fun. I'm really, really, really excited for it to come out and for everyone to see it. That's, so that's that. Um, all right. Well, follow us all online. You can figure it out. Yes. And uh, Matt, thank you so much thank for you, being Matt. here. Thank you. God damn it. I love you guys. You're, you're just you're doing the Lord's thank work. Thank you, Matt. So you're the best. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. This was Wait, so fun. do you play the banjo? Yeah, a little bit. You want to throw oh. down a little bit on the way out? Oh, my God. You want me to play you out? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> you want to throw them down a little <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.